Let's Talk PR and More. Public relations, media, publicity, integrated communications, marketing, digital, reputation management, and more. Let's Talk PR and More with award-winning PR strategist, Sherry Goldman. Hi, I'm Sherry Goldman, president of Goldman Communications Group, and welcome to my show, Let's Talk PR and More. Today's guest is Dawn Kelly. Dawn is someone who I consider to be a rock star. Dawn was a senior PR executive in both the corporate and nonprofit world for more than 30 years, including being director of public relations for CUNY's York College and the department vice president for Prudential Financial, which is when I met Dawn. When her job at Prudential was surprisingly eliminated in 2015, she took all her PR and marketing smarts and applied it to a new pathway as an entrepreneur. She launched the Nourish Spot, a family-owned healthy food and juice bar located in Queens. In a short time, Dawn, working with her adult children, have grown the Nourish Spot to become the Micro Business of the Year for 2019, as recognized by the U.S. Small Business Administration, and Dawn was named the 2021 Entrepreneur of the Year by the Queens Economic Development Council. She's grown the brand even a lot further since then. It has on-site locations at key events like the U.S. Open, Forest Hills Concert, Javits Center. She's got a branded podcast, and she was recently appointed to the Mayor's Small Business Advisory Commission. And I know I'm missing so much when I introduce her, so I'm so excited to have Dawn to the show today. Hey, Dawn, how are you? Hey, Sherry, how are you? Thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm very grateful. Great. I'm so happy to have you. What I'd love to do is just take take a little bit down memory lane for a few minutes and let's catch everybody up to kind of you were in public relations, corporate communications, and where you jumped into entrepreneur. So what I'd love to talk about, because you you so successfully built a brand from scratch, but using that is let's start your journey and just tell us a little bit about what you did in the public relations arena, in more the corporate arena, and then we can talk about when you jumped into the entrepreneur thing, which is, I think, a great case study. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, I started my, my PR career at AARP, actually. Oh, I didn't know Washington. that. Okay. Yes, at AARP in Washington, D.C., actually. It was there that I uh, met Bob Filippo, and I'll tell you why that's important. After working at AARP for about nine years in PR, I then moved on to Prudential Financial. We should say you're in your store as you're doing this interview, which is why there's a little background noise. It's fine. I just want to kind of jump in and tell everybody that. Yes, yes. I'm I'm, I'm watching things as we speak. So I left AARP, and then I went off to, excuse me, CUNY, York College, and I worked at CUNY York College for about six years. I'm going to try to move away from the noise, sorry. That's okay. Um, And so I... I worked for your college as director of public relations for six years. And I got involved in all of the PR organizations in New York, you know, mm-hmm. PRSA. Which is how we met. Yep. Yes, yes. Um, Wiki. And so I was at a PRSA event, and I actually ran into my old boss, Bob Filippo, And it was there that we became reacquainted. And he made me an offer I couldn't refuse, and I went off to work for Prudential, worked at Prudential for nearly 16 years, um, 
publicizing all of the wonderful things Prudential was doing, not only in America, but also internationally. And so I really enjoyed that position until that one fateful day. I got a new boss, and he eliminated my job, and that set me on my new journey. When that happens, and it's so jarring, I've been like, go to, it's, it's never a good experience. What made you say at that moment, I'm not going to look for another corporate job, and I'm just going to transition now and be an entrepreneur? Was this always your dream? Was Because a lot of people, you know, and, and like I said, I've been laid off after I lied on the couch for a while and said, what am I going to do? I'm like, okay, I'll go look for another job. I'll go, you know put my tail between my legs and go look for another job and you just transitioned well actually it took me a little it took me a minute oh good um, I'm glad I to went, hear that you're normal like the rest of us Don. yes yes um I was home crying okay mm -hmm. because I would tell you honestly that in my 30 odd years of working that was the first time that I've ever experienced a, a layoff and, and it so stinks I was it. it's yes, awful it was I was in my 50s, and I did not know how to handle it, okay, because I am a divorcee. I was raising my two children. Um, they were adults, but still, you know, leaning on mommy for things. I own a home, you know, car. You know, I was thinking, like, what the hell it's am I going to do? It's scary. It's really yeah. scary. Yeah, and so I was laying there for a little while, you know, having my own pity party, and I would tell you what happened was, Thank God I raised my children correctly. My daughter came in the room and she challenged me. She she challenged me um, about ha sitting in my pity and feeling sorry for myself. Um, she said to me, can you find my mother? Because my mother is a fighter. Wow. I don't know who you are. And I would tell you that that really stung worse than losing a job. And so I got up immediately. Um, you know, I'm, I had a couple of choice words for her, I'll be honest. But <laughs> We can't um, share them on the radio, though, Dawn. No, but it made me get up, right? Right. Um, that, that was the prod I needed to get out the bed and to stop feeling sorry for myself and to grab a hold of what was next. Now, I didn't know what was next, but I did give myself an opportunity just to travel. You know, I used a little bit of my seventh package just to travel and see parts of the world that I had not seen and just take care of myself, right? Just enjoy myself, just exhale a little bit from the, you know, the busy nature of working in corporate America. Right. And so we did that for a little while, um, but I was, I was also managing my own health journey. So when I so when I went to Prudential in 1999, I was a svelte size eight. I was cute, <laughs> and and by the time I left that company, I was a size 16, and my doctor was threatening all kind of medicine. And I'm an athlete, so I just knew I had to do something different. I knew that I could no longer eat the way I was eating and I needed to change my diet. And so what I did was I replaced my bagels and cream cheese from Zaro's and my Pepsi Colas and I started eating more healthy. Started eating salads. Um, I traveled through Penn Station. So I would go into some of the juice bars that were in Penn Station back at that time, and I would get different kind of juices and smoothies. 
And I was even documenting them. It's quite funny on my Instagram page. You were using social media even before you started at the Stars. Exactly, exactly. And so um, after losing a job, I was really intent on, you know, staying on my health journey. So I would walk 10,000 steps a day. I broke, Sherry, I broke about five Fitbits. Okay? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, because, you know, I was trying to run the business while I was doing this too, and I would get them wet and all kinds of stuff. So 10,000 steps a day, change my diet, getting better sleep, because sleep, a lot of us don't pay attention, but sleep really is, um, a, it helps us with it our is. weight. But it sounds um, like this was part of your journey then to decide you wanted to become an entrepreneur. You kind of brought all of your insides or your, your mental to, I'm going to take my wellness and what I'm interested in and, and take it in yes. this direction. Yes, but I hadn't quite, like, decided I'm going to do it. I went on one job interview, and I would tell you in that job interview, I felt like the people, I, I realized that I wasn't ready to go back to work for other people. Okay. And that, was, and that was then when I decided that I needed to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And I got home. I'll tell you what happened. That day I came home from that interview. I was very sad, but I turned on CNN. And you know, us PR people, we love the news, right? Oh, we because, do. I'm a news junkie. No question. Right. That's how we come up, formulate our angles so that we could talk to reporters. And so I'm watching the news, and the lady says, next up, Styles P opens Juice Bar in Westchester. And as soon as she said that, that's when my world changed. I was like, juice wow. I was like, I could do that. I could do a juice bar. And I'm telling you, I just started praying. And I was led to a building in my neighborhood that had an awning on it, Sherry, that said DK Upholstery. My name it's is Dawn, Dawn Kelly. Kelly. It was perfect. It was meant to be. Yes, and I would tell you that I'm in that building. We, that's where I'm talking to you from right now. And we have been in business now for over six years, and we did not have to close one day towards COVID. Uh, you, you are truly, like I said, a, a role model and a case study because you launched it. Uh, you have succeeded as a small business. You have grown the nourish spot into a brand, you know, I, I and I think most of it is not only your passion, which comes through, but you're really all the PR thinking and smarts. Uh, I, I know you do publicity for yourself and social media for yourself. I, I have a hard time doing PR for myself. So tell me when you started to launch this and built it, what you had to do, because it's more than, especially for an entrepreneur, for a juice bar, for, or for anyone, it's more than just opening your doors and saying, I'm here. You know, you really yeah. have to do the marketing in the PR, and it's tougher when you are doing it all. It's tougher when you're doing it for yourself or your business. It's tougher when you came at a Prudential, I came at a large agencies, when you have a lot of people, and now you're the one person, you know, team. Exactly. Well, I would tell you that first I had to talk myself into the fact that it was okay for me to do PR for the Nourish Spot and for myself. I had to really have a conversation with myself, right? I had to sit at a, 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 one of our tables here at the Nourish Spot <laughs> and actually talk to myself. I, I was like, yes, you have a story. Yes, people will be interested. And if you don't believe it, call one of your reporter friends, pitch it to them, and get their feedback. And so that's what I did. I relied upon 
three members of my friend group that also happen to be journalists, and I pitched them the story and let them poke holes in it for me, and then I fixed the story, and then I went about pitching the story and telling the world at large about what we were about to do here at the Nourish Spot. I tried my best to build the story as I was building out the space. So while I was uh, working with contractors and designers and electricians, I was also working on the angles and the pitch for the story um, and how I was going to debut the Nourish Spot in the media. So let's talk about the pitch for a second. Was it a consumer pitch because you wanted people to come in? Was it a pitch that for business story? Because I know you had to eventually, we'll talk a little bit, you you do grants and everything. There's funding issues. Um, you know, what different angles? What what was your thing? Or, or you're just launching the brand. I mean, you had to create a logo and an identity and everything that went with it. Yeah, so what, what we did was I, the pitch that I initially used was the fact that a new a health and wellness brand was coming to Jamaica because Jamaica is considered, Jamaica, Queens, is considered a food desert. Um, and so I knew that that was an angle that reporters would be interested in and they would hone in on. Okay. So that was the first and foremost way that I pitched the story. So that was the first way. And people jumped at it, right? Fabulous, at, at our, yeah. At our, at our grand opening, we had all the community newspapers um, around uh, to take pictures of all the people that were here as we cut the ribbon. And then to keep the story going, it really was when we working with nonprofits to hire interns, right? That's a new story. Well, let's so talk I about thought, that. How, what did you do? You partnered with nonprofits. That, that in essence, is another part of public relations. You know, it's yes. partnerships and realizing. Yes. So what did you do? What happened was, uh, initially, I, as I think I mentioned this to you, I'm in business with my two children, my daughter right. Jade and my son Owen. And so initially, they were helping me with the business, but then they had to go back to work because they're both, you know, in their 30s, they have real jobs, okay? <laughs> so I said to my daughter, because she's a chef by trade, I said to her, um, probably in late 2018, I'm like, daughter, it's getting crazy in here, and I can't do it by myself because, you know, we're still trying to build demand. Right. And I said, I can't do this by myself, and I need help now because, you know, we're actually getting lots of orders. And so she's like, don't worry, I got you. And so my daughter reached out to all of the area high schools. She reached out to the CCAP program, which is part of the city of New York. She also reached out to the summer youth employment program. And as after her in her um, contact with them, we have a steady source of young high school interns that are passionate about food um, and passionate about hospitality that cycle through the Nourish Spot. Some of them stay on and become fair wage employees, and right now we have at least three of them that have been here since 2019. That's okay? fabulous. That's a long time, um, especially in that business. Yes, and then we have other young people that just keep cycling through as interns. And we're really proud. Like, we're really proud. And I'll tell you, I'm very proud. Like, well, I'm you sure my should kids be, proud. but I'm sure that's also a point of differentiation from the nurse spot is you are giving back to the community, whether hiring people from the community and you do other things that has made you very different than yes. other than other 
retail establishment, yes. so to speak. And I would tell you, because this is my community, we live in the community where my mother was raised. We live in the community where I was raised. Where we live in a community where my grandfather used to deliver the mail, okay? And my children were raised here. So we have a good connection to the community. In fact, over 80 years, my family has been in the wow. same community where our store is now located. And I don't take that for granted. So in addition to us serving food and nourishment, um, I also try to use our socials to make sure people know about job opportunities. I make sure they know about civic responsibilities. Like, you know, whenever it's time to vote, I'm using our socials to say, you know, don't forget to vote, go here to vote. When we had the census, I was making sure people, um, I was using it as a bully pulpit and telling people how important it was to um, fill out the census and what the census meant for us here in Southeast Queens. And and in addition, people come here. I'm now a a mentor for entrepreneurs. Yeah, let's talk about that. You're you're a mentor for entrepreneurs. I also know you're doing book readathons in in the store. So (laughs) you have made this nourish spot a hub for so much which is why i think it's so exemplary because it's not just come in and get your smoothie walk out it's it's really a community so talk about what you've done yes well i do consider the nourish spot a community gathering space you know before covid it was always full in here we have about uh seven seats all together uh, because we're more of a fast, casual place where people right. come in and grab and go. Um, but, you know, every once in a while, it'll get full in here. We're standing room only, and we've we've um, partnered with South Jamaica Reads and Literacy, Inc., and I'm kind of an ambassador for them, and they leave books here for all our youngsters that come in, and I can actually give you away got, yeah, free books. You give away free books? Yes. That's fabulous. Yes. I give away free books to children. If you look on my Instagram, on our Instagram, at The Nourish Spot, you'll see pictures of parents reading to their children here while they're drinking their smoothies or eating their wraps. We hold events here for um, mothers and children, like zero to three, to do read-a-thons here at The, at the Nourish Spot. Now, tell me why you you're, think that's important. Are you, you're... Because, because one, I'm a PR person. You know, <laughs> reading is fundamental. It, oh, gosh, we, we bought that, that slogan, absolutely. But, no, that's why I want you to explain. Absolutely, because it, it is important, and it people will go, well, it may not sell product, but it, it's a part of who your brand and your identity is and what you want to be known as, your reputation, and I think it's fabulous. But Yes, and, and this is the thing. Of course, not everything that we do here nets a customer, but it it nets goodwill. And that's really what I believe in, you know, working at Corporate America, working in Corporate America. You know, one thing that's really, 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 I I really felt was important was being a good corporate citizen, right? It is, and not enough people do that, Dawn. I agree. I think it's so important. Yes, and so that's really what I want to be with my store and my brand, I want to be a good small business citizen. And so I use my this platform of the store, our socials, to make sure that it's not just for um, profit, 
but also for the benefit of the very people in my community that I call neighbors and friends. And I am sure in some ways, you tell me different, it has paid obviously benefits, which is why you were named the micro business of the year and why yes. you were named the entrepreneur of the year because it's not about sales revenue. It's about the entire brand perspective. It's entire giving back. It's about being part of a community. Yes, and I serve on a number of boards. I'm on the foundation board for your college, who I used to work for. I'm now on the foundation board. Good for you. I, I, I'm on the community board here, community board 12 here in Jamaica. Um, as you mentioned, I'm also on the Mayor's Small Business Advisory Commission. So I also try to use my person and my platforms, personal platforms, to benefit not just the store, but our employees that work here, our youngsters that work here. I'm always taking them to new venues to meet new people so that they can see uh, how the world is different. Because in the black community, it's really important that our youngsters see different things because you can't be what you can't see. So what I do is I try my best to take them places. So during last year, I don't know if we talked about I think we didn't talk about this, but last year, one of the greatest things that has happened to us as a result of all of the work that I've done, uh, nourishing people, um, all of the work that we've done, publicizing the business, um, we ended up at the U.S. Open. I thought and that was amazing. I, I saw, and you did a phenomenal job of documenting that on your social media because I was watching that every day <laughs> in your post. But I, I couldn't have been more proud, Dawn, and I usually go to the U.S. Open every year. I didn't go last year. But I couldn't have been more proud to know that you were actually had a stand at the U.S. Open. Yes, and Sherry, let me tell you something. Even talking to you now, tears are forming, okay, because I still am overwhelmed at the beauty and the divinity of all of that. That really was a dream for me to be at the U.S. Open, but it was kind of like, you know, a pie-in-the-sky type of dream. You know, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't quite sure it would ever happen, and I definitely didn't think it would happen so quickly. And so for us to be the first small black-owned restaurant from my neighborhood to be a concession at the U.S. Open, I, I can't even explain to you how that makes me feel. And can I, I, I tell you how brilliantly you marketed it? I followed your Instagram and your social, and you're taking pictures, the build-out, your team, the celebrities who stopped by, the thing. You really created a presence for those people who are not there to know that you were there, and I can only imagine how much that helped your brand. Thank you. It did. It's, it, let me tell you something. That I, as a result of us being at the U.S. Open, we have received so many more awesome opportunities. That's and fabulous. So let, let, me, let me back up a little bit just to tell you, how the, the, I guess, the order. So the first thing, the first great thing that happened to us outside of catering opportunities, we get wonderful catering opportunities, but the first thing that happened that was big for us that expanded the brand, if you will, or enlarged our territory, um, we were uh, subcontracted by Levy Restaurants to, part, to um, serve our smoothies in Forest Hill Stadium for their summer music Fabulous. concert series. And so we did that really for two years. 
And in our second year, um, I started asking questions. So that's one thing I want to make sure that I get across to the people that are listening to you. Um, It's important to ask questions. Um, You might not always hear yes. But you will get an you you will get a response and you will make a connection. That's and great so, advice. So I asked the people that I was working with at uh, Forest Hill Stadium were they related to the people at the U.S. Open? And while they said they were part of the same team, they were not necessarily the people that had the power to say yes. And so I said, well, I hope that you could put me in touch with some people. And what happened was we got a visit at the Nourish Spot by some guys that kind of looked around, and I didn't really hear anything from them, right? And that was in 2021. And then in 2022, I got a call, and we were, my daughter and I were invited to come to the Billie Jean Center. We got over to the center, and they walked us to our place. Oh, said, my gosh. How amazing. They walked us to our place and said, would this work for you? And I would tell you. Did you cry? I, I'm crying listening I, I, to I, that. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to tell you. I'm trying my best not to cry right now. I, I would tell you that I was glad I was with my daughter <laughs> because I had to walk away. Because I said to the lady, you know, words matter for us, right? Words matter for PR people. Yes. And so I said to the lady, um, ma'am, I said, words matter. So I need to be clear here. Are you saying to me that if we're okay with being here, that this space has been allocated for the nourish spot? And she said, yes, ma'am. I ran. I ran. I ran and I cried. I cried for a good maybe five minutes. I thanked God. I thanked, I thanked everybody. Just couldn't believe it. I, I spun around like Mary Tyler Moore on, <laughs> on her show. Oh, I always wanted to be Mary Tyler Moore. I was me too. Was. So I always wanted to too. be her. Me too. And so I spun around and and then we got to work. And I would tell you, I was scared to death because you know I wanted it to be great. I wanted. I didn't want any hiccups. And I'm sure um, it was had, great. It was. It was wonderful. And as a result of the U.S. Open, this last two months, we've been a concession in Jacob Javits Center. So we've gotten all of these different opportunities to cater at the World Trade Center in buildings and places that even I have never been. By, by, so, by smart marketing and smart PR and smart everything, you have really built this in your present. And you're right. Always asking, networking, never saying no. Never. I don't say no. And listen, I don't say no. And this is the other thing. I tell everybody that talks to me or thinks of me as their mentor to believe that no is not yet. I love that. I never heard that, Dawn. I really love that. Yes. And so I believe delayed is not denied. So when everybody tells me no, I'm like in my head, okay, not now, but I'll be back. I'll be back. And when I come back, you will say yes. You will have no reason to say no to me. And so um, that's how I have been marching forward since the day, since September 9th, 2015, when Prudential decided that they no longer needed my services. I have been walking forward saying yes to most things. And if I ask for something and someone tells me no, I don't get upset. 
I just know that it's not time for it yet, and I will circle back, and it will be time. And that has served me well. And I am so proud of you, and I think you're so fabulous. Just quickly, because I'm almost out of time, what should entrepreneurs or people know about the importance of getting started in marketing? It needs to be done at the same time, right? I mean, it's yeah. Listen, this is what I've been telling everybody. You know, there's a saying, if a, tr- if, a, if a tree falls in the forest and you don't hear it, was it ever there, right? Right. So it's the same thing. In the world that we live in, where there's so much information, fighting for the eyes, the ears, the hearts of individuals, right? You have to do something to differentiate yourself, your brand, okay? And so marketing is the way. And you need to start early and never give up. Like, I often tell people, if you decide that you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to know that you're going to hustle and hustle and be exhausted, and then you're going to hustle some more. The grind never stops, okay? But it's worth it. (laughs) Yes, especially if you want it to be something, right? I love, I get tired, I won't lie. I do get tired, but I love what I do. And And I I hear it in your voice and your passion and... I think you're fabulous. You know, I introduced you. I said, I think you're a rock star. I think (laughs) you are. You're one of the first people I wanted on this show because I have been, I've known you for years. I I think you're a fabulous person, but I've been so in awe of what you have built and done. And I know the sky's the limit for you. So I I thank you. We're out of time, unfortunately, but I thank you for coming on and sharing your story because I think you're amazing. Thank you, Sherry. I love you. And um, I think you have all our socials, uh, but I'll make sure I send them to you so you can put that up as well. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dawn. Have a great day. Thanks for being here. You too. Bye-bye. I'm Sherry Goldman, and that's Let's Talk PR and More for today. You can find more information about the show and about me at Goldman Communications Group's website, www.goldmanpr.net. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to talking PR and more with you all again next week.